Welcome to the Bada Boom Podcast. On today's episode, Chris and I talk about Black Adam, the movie, and the announcement of Henry Cavill returning as Superman to the DCEU. Listen in to hear our thoughts. Hey, what's up, guys? What's Welcome up? Welcome to the Bada Boom Podcast. We have a very special episode. Sadly, we're here to report the hierarchy of the DC universe has not changed. <laughs> that hierarchy of power is still relatively the same because Black Adam was not great. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. You know, there were some fun elements. Obviously, the things everyone was excited for, the JSA, Dr. Fade, Hawkman, those are really cool elements. But, you know, The Rock was cast in this 15 years ago, and it feels like the script that they had 15 years ago is the one they went with. Some really poor supporting characters. A villain, I... I the the movie was so focused on making Black Adam, you know, look like a badass that they they forgot like, oh, yeah, this movie probably should have a villain. And I guess, you know, it should have the power to defeat him, maybe. But don't make it look like we don't want Black Adam to look like a bitch. We wouldn't want that. <laughs> so so maybe he, he gets one lick in, but that's about it, you know. And just to show how powerful Black Adam is, he's going to literally rip the villain in half and i've already said it because i you know that's a spoiler but spoilers for black adam but not that there's much to spoil at this point yeah because the rock himself dwayne johnson has spoiled the most important part of the movie which is officially announced now so this is again not a spoiler because it's everywhere now but henry cavill's back as superman and that is uh one of the other cool parts it was cool to see him and not just his silhouette or you know his head cut off. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually his face in the suit. They gave him an extra curl. So that was really cool. But what did you think, Troy? I, I, funny enough, what you thought is exactly what I thought. So asking that, I'm just asking yeah. you to tell other people, but I know exactly how you yeah. felt about it. <laughs> I mean, dude, I think it's the same thing. I, I feel like we had a lot of characters in this movie and we didn't focus on, on the character who has his name in the title. Like, well, they did. He's in it a lot. But what happened was like his story is not interesting at all. The story they went with, at least, you know, yeah. the, the story of him, you know, his his son, you know, leading an uprising and getting the power of the wizard and saving him and stuff. It's like, oh, like, I kind of want a movie about that kid. Not <laughs> not exactly. You, you know, I think it would have been far more interesting if they, you know, went toward that. Hey, he actually was. A villain he actually was like full-on bad and that's why and that story's been told wrong through all these years and you know him awakening in something bad you know and even that like you know when when superman comes along you're like that fight that's been hyped up for for so long of black adam and superman it's like what would they have to fight over he's a good guy <laughs> yeah. there's nothing to fight over if black adam was the shazam villain and trying to kill a teenage boy then yes, they might have a beef. <laughs> right now, they have nothing to fight over. And the way they've set it up, it's like, oh, Black Adam's the most powerful, you know, being on Earth. And, you know, Superman is the most powerful thing in the universe. And it's like, who says that except The Rock? Who exactly. says that? <laughs> yeah, it's no one, The Rock. No one reads a Black Adam comic and it's like, oh, wow, like, you know, if, if Superman and him went face to face, it's like, no one fucking wants to see that. I think people want to see more of The Rock, which is great. You know, I think he's a movie star. And, you know, the reason this movie even happened with, with no Shazam is because of him. 
And I do want to shout him out because he he did, you know, put a lot of effort into bringing the JSA. And obviously, Henry Cavill's only back because of him, his production company, uh, his agent, which he shares with Henry Cavill. So, you know, kudos to him to for being like that. You know, he's a movie star in in every sense of the word, very much like Tom Cruise, like, hey, I want this movie to be this, this, that. But sometimes you need to tell people no. <laughs> and this was one of those things that the studio should have been like, ah, you know, Black Adam as a standalone hero. Um, not only does this not work, but we're also devaluing a character that does work, which is Shazam. Yeah. So if you watch the trailer for Shazam 2, when you go see Shazam, I mean, Black Adam, you're like, <laughs> man, that movie looks like it could use Black Adam. <laughs> no, I think that's every Shazam movie it looks like it could use black adam and honestly if they had done black adam with shazam that's like you said that's how you set up introducing superman into it there's a fight between black adam and shazam superman's on shazam side and then superman's got to confront black adam but if i think if they went down that path and superman confronted black adam in black adam's own movie it's like okay cool we had batman versus superman now we're gonna have black adam versus superman it's like we're only going to get these versus Superman movies, maybe, but it just doesn't play to this character being a strong character. And one of the biggest parts in the movie that I was like, this is so so annoying. And like, it doesn't even feel like we're really trying to have character development. We're just trying to like throw some tropes out there is that scene when Black Adam's like floating down those staircases and that kid is going down the stairs and telling him like, oh, you need a catchphrase. Oh, you need to do this. You need to do this. And then he does it like literally three or four minutes later. It's like, yeah, I guess that's something that we would all want to see like in a movie or like something you would just put in naturally. But then you don't even really focus on Black Adam really after that. It's a whole bunch more of this kid, his mom and that family. And it just feels like the character development of Black Adam is like a straight line of like you got from here to here instead of like, oh, we see these ups and downs and there's these conflicts and there's these doubts and whatnot. It just is like so dry it doesn't when we got the jsa on screen and we saw all these characters interacting i was like okay this is giving me a little bit guardians of the galaxy vibes i think this might you know work out this might be pretty cool and shazam's gonna kind of or not shazam uh black adam's gonna be the the rogue one maybe a little bit like rocket or some, someone's gonna really push the envelope with the entire team and then that really kind of just doesn't happen because their stories just get so far split that like all the character development that you would have seen with JSA happens with just The Rock and this this family in the movie. And it doesn't really, it feels like there's just telling like three different stories the entire time instead of one whole story. One thing that's frustrating about the JSA is that they come in, they're like, hey, you know, heroes don't kill, they don't do this, they don't do that. But everyone Black Adam is killing is like, that's just a bad guy, not like a thief. You know, it's like, oh, these are actual war criminals. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, hey, actually, if they, they went before a judge, they probably would get the death penalty. <laughs> this exactly. is not like, these are, uh, these are situations where you're like, actually, you know what? You're not presenting a really compelling argument. So the, the central piece of like their conflict, you're like, well, one side doesn't really have an argument. So why is this even an argument? And you know, going back to like, hey, like, you know, the kid and the mom, 
they had nothing to do, you know, even things that they had to do. For example, the mom, where she finds the, the crown, you're like, wait, that crown was behind like one rock. You didn't, <laughs> there was like no death traps. There was no, hey, like, let me use this necklace to like, as a key to open, unlock like a secret door or anything like that. It was just like there. And it was right behind the the intergang mine. And you're like, how the fuck they didn't find this? This is like, <laughs> it's like right there, you know? And it, it, yeah. there's nothing that they set up in terms of her history, her heritage. That's like, hey, this is, she has a special connection to well, this. They do. And I realize it's so BS that it's like, why would they even do this? So in one of the flashback scenes where you see Black Adam's uh, wife and son being killed, the necklace that the mom is wearing is the same as Black Adam's wife is wearing. But I'm like, okay, someone had to steal that off of her because Black Adam didn't have any other kids. Like, but it, it's it, it's set up and payoff, right? So you yeah. you see that, right? But what is set up to say, like, hey, like my family, like the foremost people when it comes to knowledge around Kondok and figuring these things out there's nothing that says like oh like she knows every and then i could jump around a lot because there's a lot of big fucking plot holes in the movie but even the 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 fucking gang where they're like oh i see this kid every day and then he gets a little thing that says oh like the mom is wanted wouldn't you know that kid? exactly <laughs> like you would have kidnapped that kid and also it's not like they live in a bunker hide out like they're live on the outskirts of conduct they live right in the middle and I'm sure you can find their address. Yeah. And the inner gang has like no big boss. It's like who's people reporting to like the uh, I can't remember what his name is. If It's like Isaiah or Isaac or the guy that I think it's up, Ishmael. Ishmael. Yeah. The guy that yeah. ends up wearing the crown like he's not their boss. It seems like it seems like he's like reporting to someone bigger, but like he's the villain uh, in the beginning. They do say that the mom is like a professor of all things uh in that area and like she's left the country many times but like it's i don't feel like that's enough to, like, it's really like establish. wobbly it's like a yeah. like one sentence and nothing it really does anything to establish that like for example you know when she reads the crown you know for the i forget what the quote is but she's reading it is like in death there's life but it's really yeah like... yeah well well life is death is is like leads to death or something like that and then yeah. she realizes she was reading it backwards is actually death leads to life which is you know the villain is killed and then he's given internal life you know he goes to hell and then he becomes sabak you're like wouldn't you know that <laughs> <laughs> it's not like all oh, like the, the things that they put in these movies this movie you're like oh like if this was put in like an indiana jones or in an uncharted game there'd be a little bit more that like blocks it's like a simple like snap of the fingers like oh that's that's the answer and it's like why couldn't anyone figure that out there <laughs> it doesn't take you know an archaeology degree or much history to know like oh wait this crown like we're reading this upside down so we should probably read it the other way yeah. <laughs> it's not even like oh like i needed a special machine or anything like yeah. that and honestly if they had found that out and they were like we have to not let him die and his whole plan is to get black adam to kill him and the jsa was having to protect ishmael from black adam that would have been a much better like story point and a, a much better arc because eventually the jsa would fall and 
black adam would kill him but then he would just come back right away and be like okay i'm now the conqueror and i'm going to like take over uh conda and black Adam would have to be like oh crap i messed up i have to restrain myself i can't just kill people all the time and then boom there's your story arc and then the jsa and him team up and they fight and then they take down take take down the villain but nope, we have to have him imprisoned. We have to have Amanda Waller. We have to have him go to the Arctic. We have to have Dr. Fate die. Like, they were much, and Dr. Fate could have still died. Black Adam could have killed Dr. Fate. Like, there's much better ways we could have had, like, just the last hour of this movie go through, and we would have less of this mom and son kind of duo diverting the story to them. Like, it could have been way better, but. I wouldn't have mind the, their story if, if, it made sense at a time. Like, yes. I was, like, I actually like the kid to actually be Khaled, you know, the, the Dr. Fate, you know? So that would have been an interesting, like, through line through the movie where, you know, if you make him closer to Dr. Fate, Dr. Fate gives him the cape, tells him about, like, what it means to be a hero and, and all those things. That would be interesting. And, you know, obviously having the his mom being archaeologist and stuff like that, you could have made little hints of, like, oh, like, he's actually really into medicine and stuff. It's just this movie's so focused on making Black Adam look like a badass, like the most powerful thing in the DC universe. Everything else is secondary, and it feels that way. Though I will say, compared to the last couple Marvel movies, the special effects were on point, except for Sabak, the big villain. But that's because you know he's only on screen for like the last ten minutes. But I do like the, I did like some of the action scenes. But sadly, all of them are like so heavily i wouldn't even say inspired they're like like straight ripoffs from other like superhero movies where it fails to ever feel like black adam you know like what's special about black adam like the only part that i was like this is very unique to this character and this is like you know something they really developed for this was you know his intro where he's in the cave you're like oh this is badass yeah it feels like blade and then immediately when he gets out and it's like, you know, he's mowing down a whole wave of inner gang soldiers. I'm like, why did they rip this from X-Men Apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> the slow-mo thing. Like, you're like, I, I never saw Black Adam as having this type of power, but okay. And then, you know, there's some other things where you're like, ah, this feels very like, you know, the, the scene where, you know, he's, you know he has that that mexican standoff and he just shoots all three characters and you're like uh, I, i've seen this before yeah and it's not like it, it it never feels unique or special to this specific movie and you know things pay homage to to other films and stuff like that but you know like something there has to be something that's special about this you know when i first saw x-men first class and x-men apocalypse i was like oh my god, they figured out how to, to do the speedster. This is so unique. This is so, this scene, you know, when you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, when you see, you know, Barry go through the speed force, you're like, this is so specific and unique to this character. There was nothing in this movie that felt like, oh, wow. Actually, there was more to do with, like, Doctor Fate, where you're like, oh, that's interesting. But even that, you're like, that's similar to Doctor Strange. Yeah, very Doctor Strange. And, you know, in the movie, they refer to him having godlike powers. And you're like, I don't know. He just seems like an illusionist in this. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing godlike about him. And um... I will say Doctor Fate's like touching the helmet and getting like those glimpses into the future. And 
his like teleporting just to be like, oh, like I already know a little bit of the future because I know they're going to come and like fight right here. I'm going to teleport over to the couch. And he got some his own unique things like I am 100 percent sure sales of Altoids are going to go up for anybody that is a fan of Dr. Fate. Uh -uh. I think, yeah, they could have made it a lot more original for The Rock and like they could have also put in some flashbacks, like especially in that Mexican standoff scene. If they would have just had like someone with like a sniper rifle higher up, like shoot a bullet down, but like miss, then they could have done like a quick flashback to like the arrow that killed his son. Yeah. And then it would have been like, oh, wait, what was that flashback? I mean, you know, get, it would get more people interested. And then you don't have to have so much music in this because like every 30 seconds, they're like, hey, let's play a different song. And it's because Warner Brothers has a huge catalog of music they can access like that. But yeah, you know, it's funny. It, it felt very much like the original Suicide Squad, where it kept yes. playing these songs and needle drops. And you're like, is this really necessary right now? And, you know, obviously now with what's happened, you're like, oh, maybe they shouldn't have put that Kanye West song in there. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we're talking about it. And, you know, part of the reason we're kind of like, you know, workshopping a lot of things. We, we wanted the movie to be better. We, we felt like, oh, this is. DC needed a win in a lot of ways, even though they've had some wins this year with, with the Batman and, and Peacemaker were great. But, you know, you you really felt like, oh, wow, the hierarchy of power might really change. But it hasn't. Uh, I think, you know, coming out of this, obviously, Henry Cavill is back. But even that, you know, is relying on this being a huge success because technically, Henry does not have a deal to be back. <laughs> yeah. So they they want to make more Superman. They want to work more with with, with Henry. Obviously, Hulk, Walter Hamada, who is kind of the person that was blocking a lot of that, is gone. But that company is still going through a lot of turmoil. It still doesn't have someone that is the head of DC. So what's to say they hire someone next week and they're like, you know what? We actually need a younger Superman. <laughs> I really don't think that's going to happen. I didn't think Batgirl was going to get canceled. I thought that was that was something that never happened. That doesn't happen in movies, period. So we're, we're dealing with a crazy situation in terms of this company, particularly Warner Brothers, and now you know Warner Brothers Discovery, has been sold for parts twice in the last like five years. And it might possibly be sold a third time. So anything is possible. As much as I'm excited that Henry's back, I am, until I am sat in a theater <laughs> with the 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 previews playing for a Superman movie with Henry Cavill, I'm just gonna be like, ah, it might happen, it might not. So let's say it's 2024 or 2025. You're in a theater, and that Superman trailer comes on. Are we seeing Superman fight Black Adam in his second movie? Or are we seeing him fight someone else? You know, what? what is this next thing that you feel that Henry Cavill Superman is going to tackle? Um, I just hope it's it's a very, it's a Superman story. We haven't gotten the chance to see him be Superman. You know, his, his first movie, he was learning. That's why he snaps Zod's neck, or at least that's what people, you know, who defend that say. <laughs> and BVS, you know, he was growing, coming into his own, but immediately he was, you know, stabbed in the heart. And then Justice League, we, we got to see that towards the end, you know, the um, that last part. But I would love to see him be Superman. I think a lot of people want to see that. So hopefully it's a story that really focuses on, you know, not trying to modernize Superman, but, you know, just make a solid, good Superman movie where, you know, he has a villain that, you know, 
test him physically and, and emotionally, but I, I just want to see it. You know, I, it, it's crazy. You know, the, as he was being announced, his return was being announced. We're getting the trailer for the third Ant-Man movie. <laughs> and we've only had one Superman movie in the, the last nine years. So I think that's just what people want. They just want it. Whatever it is, they they want to see it. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of ideas I think that could happen for it. And like, I feel that is also the weakness of a second Superman movie is we have all these ideas and we've been wanting to use them for so long. Let's cram as much as we possibly can into one movie. But just like off the top of my head, I'm like, it'd be great if we explored more kryptonite, like different colors of kryptonite, like how they did in Smallville. And maybe we see a little bit of red kryptonite and then he teams up with Lobo because he's like, that's like just the opposite of who Superman is, is like kind of like Lobo. And then, but that's only like a small portion of the movie. And if you make that a big portion of a movie, it's like, oh, wow, this went all over the place, probably. Yeah. But I think it'd be cool to have some different colors of kryptonite, kryptonite in it, because that's something we've only really seen in some of the comics. But like it was a big part of Smallville when I was watching that as a kid. And I always loved learning about how many different colors of kryptonite were there were and how they affected him. And, you know, we also just don't know how many more movies they're going to do. Different colors of kryptonite could be something that they use in a Justice League movie or something to to turn him or in a different movie he teams up with or something like the thing is, we just don't have a map. We don't have a there's no there's no big plan. And so anything could get thrown in anywhere. And that's where it gets really fishy and kind of muddy. And it's kind of a bit of what happened to Black Adam. There's not a map. It's just, hey, let's throw all this stuff in together and we'll have a product that hopefully people will go see. But there's not like a a roadmap to create those filters of like, that's a bad idea. That's a great idea. Like, well, we can't do that because we want to do that here. Exactly. You know, with, with DC is a lot less predictable, whereas with Marvel, you're like, oh, it seems like they wor- they're working towards some multiverse thing. Maybe Secret Wars here is just like, hey, just take it a movie at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who knows if we're going to get sold by the time we uh, start writing the next movie? Exactly. And with that, guys, bada boom. Bada boom. Thank you for listening to the Bada Boom podcast. Keep the conversation going on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Get in the comments on our YouTube channel and let us know what you'd like to hear next. And please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen.